Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home-sold guaranteed realty. Oh, it's that time. Time for Social Studies with Sarah Cazell. I'm sorry, my my board is all messed up again, and my headphones are ringing in my ears. That's okay. I, that I, was... I feel like I'm in. I'm trapped inside my own head. And that yeah, is I was going to say I, you're oh, having issues place. between the ears that's, again, that's Vinny. That's not where I want to be. I don't want to be in my head. Your oh, really started or started to sound like hey ho, social time, social, social time, time, social time. time. Hey ho, social time today. How do you feel about social studies, Jerry? <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> Hey, we all love social studies, don't we? We do it every single day at this time. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. That's where the questions go every single day. That's where I pull my favorite answers from. And uh, a big thank you to everyone who participates day in and day out. All right, let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Kevin Durant has been back for three games now. Uh, a total of six games under his belt with Phoenix. The Suns are 6-0 and when he is in the lineup. We want to start off with this open-ended question. We're asking for your biggest takeaways from Durant's three games, three most recent games back on the court with the Suns. Post-angle injury. Yeah, um, I, I think that it's it's just all trending in the right direction. They just, they've, they've got a winning formula with him no matter what these games tend to look like. I, uh, I, I suggested it earlier in the show that they win games. When you need a bucket, he gets you a bucket. We knew that going in, but um, his he's just like a basketball computer, a lot like Chris Paul is. He just makes the right play mm-hmm. most of the time, whether it's a pass, whether it's a defensive rotation, whatever, or blocking Block. a shot in a big yep. spot. Uh, he just he just does all those things. It's, it's, it's amazing to watch. Yeah, that was a huge swat. Of Shea Gilgis Alexander with just, well, like 90 seconds left of the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, getting to our listeners, their favorite stuff that they've seen from Kevin Durant, their biggest takeaways from Kevin Durant's three games back with the Suns now. Horror Hooligan, great name for a band. <laughs> that's in there, that's in there in parentheses. Uh-huh. Horror Hooligan, great name for a band, writes Kevin Durant is a bad mamma jamma. Who can quite literally take the Suns all the way to the championship, but also looks kind of fragile. So the Suns have to hope he can make it through the playoffs without an injury. Yeah, I think we'll all have that yes. on our minds every second of every game. It'll happen. It happens to every team in the NBA. That's true. Chef says Kevin Durant is who we thought he is. Denny Green voice. Yes. Corey. Want to go ahead and crown him? <laughs> crown him. Crown is what? <laughs> Corey Allen. Crown his tushy. <laughs> Corey Allen says, frankly, I'm fascinated that the Suns are winning because this still feels like a work in progress. It can only get better, right? Yeah, I think that's the idea, yes. Corey. I think that's what's happening. Al Thompson says uh, his biggest takeaway from Kevin Durant's three games back with the team now post-ankle injury. He uh, Al Thompson says Kevin Durant plays much harder than I expected. That's an incredible example for his teammates, parentheses, DA, to follow. Jimbo says Kevin Durant opens up the floor for others. Mary A. says, uh, with the Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber gif, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. A lot. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) And Brian Barger says, the Suns are KD and O. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Eh? 
they aren't even playing that great. It's going to be like exciting that. this postseason. KDNO, that's good. Yeah. Hey, Brian, can Bick borrow no, that? No, no, I'm not doing that. Not even with attribution? Mm. You don't want to give love to a listener? Well, I just did. There you go. Way to go. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, let's get to our next question. Big week in sports, as uh, Dan Bickley pointed out near the start of the show. A lot going on this week. I feel like when we have the debate of best time in sports, it's like the start of the fall sports. And this week. Yes. With the tournament, the Masters, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So this week, what are you most looking forward to? We've got the Masters, which starts Thursday. The NCAA Men's Championship game is tonight. The Diamondbacks have their home opener, finally, on Thursday. And, of course, it's the last week of the NBA regular season. Yeah, listen, I, I don't think I would have ever, ever said this in a million years, but the last week of the regular season is actually going to surpass the Masters for me this week. Be- just because of the implications of who that first-round opponent might be. It's not the games the Suns are playing. It's what's happening around them that that I think is a gigantic deal. And on top of it, the weather forecast for Augusta it looks ab- like an abomination. Oh, looks like really? it's going to rain every day oh, starting yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Bick's uh, assertion is absolutely right, and the way he said it is perfect. Now, Augusta and the Masters, it's going to be juicy this year with the Liv, yeah. PGA golfers right. together. Mm-hmm. And... Normally, like Diamondbacks home opener, it's always mitigated a little bit when you start the year on the road. You want right. opening day to be at home, but their home opener against is against the Dodgers, and I don't know if that's happened recently. I'd have to go back and look. With the way the Dodgers fans have invaded Chase Field in recent years, we get that same percentage of Dodger fans on opening day. Ugh. That's not a great thing. That's something no. I'm wondering about. Okay, D-backs fans, fight back. Yeah. <laughs> Now's your time. Does it bother you that it's a night game? Instead of the traditional, like, opening day yeah, feel? That yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, if, if, if it's not opening, opening day, then it the home opener doesn't, doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, of those four options, what our listeners are most looking forward to this week, 48% said the final week of the Sun season. Jockeying for seating. Not necessarily the Suns, but like you said, Bick, everyone else around them. 28% say they are most looking forward to the Masters this weekend. 18% went with the D-backs home opener. Only 6% said the men's tourney final tonight. Six percent was that? Six percent. Wow. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I, I said this on Friday. To, to me, this is the first year in my lifetime that the NCAA Final Four has felt felt like college football, where y- you forget there's games left. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I felt going into this weekend. The Final Four was the last thing on my mind. Yeah, and it's partly why the women's game really outpaced the men's game, which has also never happened in my lifetime. Sure, that's true too. Brian B says, "Well, I was looking." for forward to Friday when Dan Bickley told me today was Wednesday. <laughs> Whoops. Classic. Whoops. Classic. All right, let's get to our final question for today's edition of Social Studies. We were talking about, like you just mentioned, the women's tournament, Bick, and what a spectacle Caitlin Clark became. I mean, she has been one all season long, but for non-women's basketball fans, the rest of the sports landscape was really pulled into the way she was playing this tournament. Open-ended. Who is currently the most must-see athlete in all of sports? Ooh, that's a good question. It's it's a choice between two for me. All right. On the heels of the World Baseball Classic and just this, you know, reinforcement, what a special talent he is. Shohei Otani's got to be close to the top okay. of the list. But 
There's still a big argument to be made for me for, for Steph Curry. Mm. The way he plays the game, if if, if you're just... I, I can't even imagine being a Warriors fan and watching that every night. But if you're just an unattached observer, mm. he plays the game at a different level. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, yes, I, I think those two make the list. I think maybe Josh Allen might make the list with the way he plays football. Patrick Mahomes. I even like jo- Josh Allen because of the dual threat more so than, but Patrick Mahomes, you're right. The throws he makes, they're insane. So I th- I th- I'd put him on the list. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably about it. Who are we missing? Let's find out. Uh, yeah, let's, let's find out. Let me just ask, is Tiger Woods a must-see athlete now once again because of the way his career well, is? I don't For me, he is. For me, he is. But I think the answer to that is no, no. Because he's not dominating the way that he did. Because normally, you know, yeah. Because for me, must-see is somebody at the height of their the height of their gotcha. talents. The, the yeah. height of their powers. Yeah. Or playing so insanely well near the end of their career, but do we think that Tiger would fit into that category yeah. either? Uh, Shohei Otani, no question, got the most responses, including from Steve Sher. He says, easy answer there, it's Otani. Scotty says it has to be Iowa's Caitlin Clark. She got an entire nation interested in her sport seemingly overnight. Jason Stovall says the most must see right now is Kevin Durant. Sometimes seeing him is as hard as finding a unicorn, but when he plays, it's magic on the court. Aaron Judge got a couple votes. Joe Burrow got a vote or two. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid got a couple votes. Patrick Mahomes did as well. Does that mean Shane Doan? Yeah. He, uh, responds He's funny. Right <laughs> uh, Desert Rat wrote in Erling Holland from Manchester City. Little soccer fan. Yeah. And then Dan. His name is Holland. Isn't that weird? weird? Dan wrote, see LeBron James while you can. I'm not a fan of his. No. But greatness is greatness. I've seen enough. You've seen enough? You're We've done. seen like 20 years of it. It's cool. I'm I'm good. Are you Are you okay with your uh, your portion of LeBron James? At this yeah, point? I'm, yeah, I'm more than good. I'm with Dan. I agree. Not Bickley, the other Dan. Yeah, uh, the Cor- Dan who wrote it in. Corbin Carroll got a vote too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did. Corbin Carroll, Clay Carroll, Mungo Beanfield got a vote too. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for uh, chiming in on social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where that happens. Coming up next, a certain person on this here show once suggested, what if the Suns just don't lose the rest of the year with Kevin Durant? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still intact. <laughs> what a thought. We'll, we'll what dig, a thought. We'll dig deeper next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Yeah, just, that's just good basketball. I mean, I was expecting us to play good ball, make an extra pass. Um, sometimes I'm not expecting my defenders to leave me like that, but um, CP can make any pass and uh, on the floor, and he's able to find me there. So it's on me to finish the shot and, and, and you know, uh, follow through with my fundamentals and play to knock a couple down. You said watching Kevin is like a movie. What was it like tonight? Same thing. <laughs> it's the same movie. Um, honestly, uh, I think I was more involved 
for him today and his actions are really setting screens and getting them open and you know setting real hard screens. Um, you know, it's different. You know, setting screens with booking CP off ball. You know, when you have to make a, a guy trail or make him go under or underneath, but you know, big on big. Man, he'll just hit crack this dude one time and you know he should be getting open because that's big and then he switch I go duck in. So it was really fun, man. I'm not gonna lie. That is uh, Kevin Durant talking about hitting one of his big threes in the third in the uh, fourth quarter of the Suns win over Oklahoma City. Then DeAndre Ayton on learning to play with Kevin Durant uh, and how much fun it is. Yeah, it has been fun for the yeah. guys that have been on the court because they haven't uh, they haven't tasted defeat yet. It man. was a very very interesting day in Oklahoma City. It started with the Thunder uh, doing a gesture for Monty Williams that he didn't even expect. Yeah. Uh, the seat that Monty Williams used to sit in is an Oklahoma seat. Uh, Oklahoma City assistant they left vacant to honor um, his first wife who was tragically killed in a car accident. Well, I think it was the seat that she sat in as a fan. Oh, is that what Monty it was? was oh, I thought yeah. it was Monty's seat as an assistant I, coach. I, I, maybe I Okay, either, either, either way, way but either it was, way, it was yeah. a real classy gesture from the Thunder that Monty said messed him up a little bit. Wasn't expecting it. Then you got to the game, um, and then the reaction to Kevin Durant was very, well, it was it was, it was, it was lusty with booze, put it that way. B-O-O-S. And, and, and Lusty so, with booze the other way sounds like a great Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a good Friday night. Um, so, And then after the game, Kevin Durant's reaction to being booed, it was fascinating because Monty Williams took offense to it. Basically, like, I don't know why they're still doing it. Don't they recognize what yeah. he meant to them? Here was here was Monty Williams on that after the game. I'm, just, I'm, I'm still surprised at how many people, why they boo him here. I don't understand that. This fan base is one that I've respected for a long time. And I get it when you lose a guy like Kevin. I think at some point, though, you have to appreciate, you know, what he meant to this organization. I know how tough it is to lose players because I've been in that position before when we lost Chris. But I just think these, you know, he, he loves the city. He knows what Sam and this organization meant to him. And I hope someday they can appreciate him. And I know it's not everybody. But when you hear that, you're like, man, that's... You know, I know it's the environment that we're in today, but that that was, I just feel for him. Because I know these people, I lived here, and I know what they meant to me and my family. And so, I just feel for him, because I know he has nothing but love for these people. He just made a decision. I am not shocked that's, that they still boo. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a little Pollyanna. I, I think I think that's Monty just protecting his player. To be honest with you, yes. Because after the game, KD flat out in a very refreshing, candid answer said, "Yeah, I really don't blame him. There was a point in time when I didn't get it, but I get it now." And I and and to me, I listened to that response and I thought. Wow, KD is really in a different mind space than he has been the last few years. There would be a time when this very topic would make him bristle, that that kind of question would make him instantly combative. And instead, he took full on accountability for it. Said, listen, yeah, I get it now. I get with some time, some space. I understand why they react the way they do to me. I meant a lot to him. And I left him, and and I understand their pain. I'm like, is this the same guy? What it speaks to me, it speaks to me to a Kevin Durant who probably uh, either a combination of these things are true or all of them are true simultaneously. One that he is that he has attained a level of happiness now that he hasn't had in a while, and he wants to kind of start everything over in terms of how he is perceived, Uh what he says, what he reacts to. Because there was one time as a member of the Suns when he clapped. 
snapped back on somebody on, on social media, but then he deleted it immediately. So I think I think this combative villainous Kevin Durant, I, I think he's I think he's trying to turn a different page here. Because I think that's how how grateful he feels to be in Phoenix, Arizona, for a lot of reasons. So I, I've talked till I'm blue in the face about this crowd response and how how um, oversized it's been and how disproportionate yes. it is to what Kevin Durant, Durant has given to the Phoenix Suns to this point. I think I think all of it's softening them up a little bit, and I think not having to be the leader of a team that has Kyrie Irving and that other dude Ben Simmons is probably very liberating. Well, and I think. To, to your point too on the, on this crowd reaction, I think that mixed with the weirdness of the injuries. You know, the Suns traded for an injured player. He comes back for three games. He gets injured in warmups again. I think all of those things led to a very human performance by Kevin Durant in his first game at Footprint Center as a member of the Phoenix Suns against Minnesota. He didn't play well. And he came out afterwards and said, yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get out there. I was antsy. I started to do uncharacteristic things mm-hmm. because I was m- missing shots. Um, but to, to go back to the Oklahoma City booing Kevin Durant, he's been gone a, a long time from OKC. But they said on the broadcast yesterday that that's only the fifth time he's come back as a competitor against Oklahoma City, whether it was in Golden State or Brooklyn or Phoenix because of the injury history. So... You know, that's only five times. That's still fresh for, uh, you know, again, a fan base that had to feel when Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and the Thunder lost the Western Conference Finals that year to Golden State. They had to feel like, oh, can't wait till next year. Mm-hmm. This is this is the beginning. Without a doubt. And Kevin Durant tapped out. He yeah. went to Golden State. That will linger. How long did Suns fans boo Joe Johnson? A long time. A long time. And that was a much different circumstance. Now, luckily for Kevin Durant, the Suns have played Oklahoma City every other week since he's been traded here. So he's had lots of opportunities (laughs) to possibly play them. It's a good point. It's a good point. So, listen, this is all trending in a good direction if you're the Suns. At times, it feels easy. It just it feels like they've locked into an instant winning formula, formula with these guys and this crew and what they've got. Um, their their demeanors would, would suggest that they know it, that they know, okay, we've got what it takes now if we do the right thing. So, uh, you know, we, we, there's an old saying that the and Rick Bucher said it most recently that the NBA playoffs exposes cracks in your foundation unlike any other sport mm. and and so that's that's the frontier for the Suns. How are they going to operate when these playoffs get here and when that pressure dials up a bunch of notches? That's going to be the big thing. But this is where I also take solace because I think one of the anomalies of Kevin Durant is as thin-skinned as he can be off the court between the lines he's in a he's in a real confident state of mind he he not only takes big shots he makes big shots he's got a history of that already in phoenix he's got a history of it and he's only played in six games Mm -hmm. i think at the time of the trade there was between regular season and 16 wins necessary for uh, a championship you said what if they just reel off 36 in a row now it won't be 36 (laughs) in a row because Mm -hmm. of the injury right but there's still a zero in the loss column. Yeah, until there's not. <laughs> Seriously, we'll they, and, and listen, I I don't I don't portend the Suns really trying to win that last game against the Clippers. But again, we're, we're going to see how this whole thing shakes out. We really are, because th- there might be teams that want to avoid the Phoenix Suns. There might be some, and I'm not talking now. I'm talking next Friday through Sunday. Teams yeah. sitting at five and six are going to look at that and go, "Do we really want to win our last game?" 
Who do we want to play? Where do we want to end up? Oh, That's yeah. a real dangerous game to play. We've seen the, teams do that in the past. I think I think the old mantra, careful what you wish for, came from the NBA playoffs. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Coming up next, it's Monday. We'll hand out some hardware. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, and I'm going to lose my voice here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings. Great to have you with us here on this Monday. Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. That's Murata and Jarrett Carlin. Let's go to ArizonaSports.com for our daily poll question. As we have established, final week of the regular season for the Suns. Four games left for them. Three games left for some other Western Conference teams. If the Suns lock up the four seed after tomorrow night's game against the Spurs, how should the Suns handle their final three games? They should rest their key players. They should only rest players for the final game of the season, or they should play out the rest of the regular season with everyone full board. Oh, no. Here we are again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that time. Play them all. Yeah, I don't know if my answer is. Uh, I don't know if my answer is there um, to choose from. I, I think it's got to be a fluid situation. Um, I, I I think you definitely have to beat the Spurs. That's a layup for you. I I think it would be good for the Suns to hammer the Nuggets again. That would uh, that would that would confirm some stuff, and then then play it by ear at those last couple of games is what I would do. But that answer's not available to well, me. So what let Benny vote. What about only rest for the last game? Well, that seems okay. close to All right, what you close have. enough. Okay, All right, let's play some vote for that one. Forty-six uh, percent say play out the rest of the schedule with everybody. Twenty-eight percent say rest your key players. And 26% say only rest players for the final game of the regular season. All right. That is, uh, well, we're at that point of the season. This is a question again, and we will find out. But you can cast your vote on what you think the Sun should do in today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show. We do it on Mondays. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. I will call on you, Dan Bickley. Yeah. Uh, The Prepare for the Apocalypse Award I'm giving to Greg Norman. The disgraced Greg Norman, the head of Live Golf, um, he told media outlets that his Live Golf crew, they're planning a massive group celebration on the 18th green of Augusta if one of their players wins the Masters. They're going to have 18 guys at the Masters this year. Dustin Johnson will be a contender, maybe. Cam Smith, Cameron Smith, he's the defending champion. But if one of those dudes wins and Greg Norman gets to snub his nose at Augusta, oh boy. Oh boy! What do you think the chances of that happening are? I don't think these the guys thing, are going to come in as competitively sharp because of what they deal. They, they don't I deal with that totally in agree court. with you. The other thing is Brooks Kepker is red hot right now. <laughs> Kepker, I Kepker. believe it's pronounced Koepka. Koepka, yes. Kopka. I think so. Yeah. Not no. positive. I'll have to check. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first award is the Unicorn Award. 
And I'm giving it to a guy I drafted a couple weeks ago in our Unicorn Mock My World draft. Oh. Victor Wenbanyama. Yeah. <laughs> playing in France for Metropolitans 92 in a game against A.S. Monaco Basket. What a catchy name that is. Oh, yeah. Get that on the uni. Uh, Where did chant that? A.S. <laughs> Monaco Basket. Uh, Wendanyama showed why, again, he will be the number one overall pick in two months. He's seven foot three. He's out on the wing, one on one against a defender on the dribble, working for a shot and showing like elite point guard handles. Then he shoots a step back three pointer from the left wing, misses it, but follows his shot. And in midair, catches the rebound with one hand and dunks it. I've never seen anything like it. It's insane. The fact that he did it in a game with other human beings on the floor <laughs> is, is it also insane. You probably couldn't do that if you were warming up by yourself. Mm-hmm. And he took like two steps, right? Yes. To get there? Yes. Crazy. He's, he's ridiculous. He's a long-legged unicorn. Yes, he is. My first award, because I know nobody else will give it. Is the WWE award, and it goes to the last 12 hours for World Wrestling Entertainment, capping off two days of excellent, excellent, excellent WrestleMania with perhaps the worst, dumbest, stupidest, most horrible booking decision of all time at the main event last night. WWE merged with. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. Please talk about 80s new wave music. That's what. Oh, that's what cool people are like. Oh, that's 160,000 people over the last two days of WrestleMania. When did I bring that up, Jarrett? Mom and Dad All the time. Uh, uh, Jarrett needs a diaper change. Somebody, Jarrett's dirty. He needs a diaper change. Sean? Go ahead. All right, go. Next, no, Sarah, no. just go. No, what's no, the rest of your award? And, and Endeavor Sports. I brought this up in the beginning of the show. Yes. Uh, WWE has merged with UFC to create a new sports and entertainment entity with Endeavor Sports. And the disgraced CEO, Vince McMahon, will be brought back into power. And what? It, and he debuted his mustache today, which is as sleazy as you would expect it to be. Wait, didn't he step down because of... Um Yes. Improper behavior within the workplace? Yes. And now he's back? Yes. Several pending lawsuits. Very cool. And he looks like a creepy 1940s movie villain now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whereas he, before that, he looked like a creepy 1990s movie villain. That is exactly right. Okay. This is the Love Glove Award. And it goes to two players, Mets pitcher Kodai Senga and Phillies outfielder Christian Pache. I'm not sure I have that last name Pache, correct. Pache, I think, yeah. Pache, okay. Uh, because I love both of their gloves. I don't know if you guys saw them circulating social media or watching the games. I did not. They've both got really fun custom-stitched gloves. Uh, Christian Pache, his is actually old news. It's He's with the Phillies now, but it's his glove from when he was with the A's, so it's got all the green and gold on it. And it has baseball is fun stitched down the ring finger of his glove. Uh, But then Kodai Senga's glove, the pitcher from Japan who is now with the Mets, his ghost fork pitch, that's what, you know, everyone's talking about with Mm -hmm. him. His glove has a cartoony ghost holding a pitchfork. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that great? Now I gotta look this up. I wanna Mm. see this. Oh, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. seems thrilled. That kid's good. Yeah, no, I know. I know. All right, my next award, Vinny, is the Three Magic Letters Award. I'm giving it to Mikhail Bridges, who is hearing MVP chants in Brooklyn. 
<laughs> He's been outstanding. You know how I feel about MVP chance. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I hate all of them. Unless it's to somebody who actually just won the MVP. But uh, another 30 point. It's it's like r- rolling out of bed now for him. It's another incredible. It, it's it's very, really incredible. It's very rare that a blockbuster trade could work out for both teams. Yes. But it also is imperative that the Suns cash in this ticket in the next couple of years uh-huh. to, to absolve everyone and everything from that regret that might be there five, six, seven years from now. Yeah, real quick, my uh, last award is the uh, quote of the weekend award, and I'm giving it to former Sun and current Dallas Maverick. JaVale McGee, who got rare playing time and had an opportunity down one at the free throw line at the end of regulation to send the game or to win the game for the Mavericks. He missed the first free throw, uh, made the second one, so it went to overtime. The Mavericks lose, and he was asked about being on the line in that situation, and it's pretty classic JaVale. Um, I mean, in, in hindsight, that's what... That's what, like, movies are made of, you know what I'm saying? Not playing the whole season. Then coming down to you, hitting those two free throws for the win. Um, but unfortunately, I missed one of them, but we went in overtime. But, yeah, that movie's going straight to DVD. That's not coming out. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Straight to streaming now. Yeah, you got to update yeah, your right. vernacular. Yes. That's right. Uh, quickly, my last award is the April Fool Award. It goes to the Orioles' Ryan McKenna. I don't know if you saw how they I lost did. the game on oh, Saturday. Geez. They were up seven. Uh, they were up eight to. Uh, they're up eight to seven on the Boston Red Sox with two outs. Easy fly ball to the outfield. Orioles drop the ball. The next batter for the Red Sox hits a two-run walk-off home As run. As always Orioles happens lose. in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my final award. Quickly, this is the if you put it on TV on a channel people can actually find and just give it a little bit of airtime, they will come award. It goes to ESPN, ABC, and the NCAA. We are seeing an explosion of growth in women's college basketball, a record-setting tournament uh, in many different ways. Performances on the court, um, attendance in person, television viewership, a record-setting Final Four. We don't have the national title game numbers yet from yesterday's game, but I am certain it will be one of the most watched ever, if not the most watched ever. The lesson here is if you put the product on television and you give it just a little bit of extra coverage so fans actually have an idea, some context of what is going on, the game will continue to grow, and I'm excited we are seeing it. Yes, there you go. There's uh, hardware brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize, proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Some final thoughts on this Monday next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings uh, on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. What the Rock is cooking. What's for you, Jared? You know the artist? I don't. Yes, you do. The artist? Yeah. He's all over this album. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I do know who it is. The guy who used to always do all the music. Jim Johnston. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Imagine my surprise. Did Vinny really get in your kitchen with that, Jared? I did. But no, no, no. I, I, don't, I, I, I know he hates wrestling. I, I don't care that he makes fun of it. I was just, just let me finish what I was saying so I could get Who out. What fun just is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Have you listened to this just, show before, Jared? Come on, I just Jared. Wanted, I just wanted what are to your expectations, man? Get through the point before you berated me for bringing it up. I know. Let this be a reminder to the rest of us on the show. We could take it's, endless personal shots at Jared, but don't say anything bad about <laughs> WWE. Oh, it's, 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 it's so hacky. You don't think it's so hacky to make fun of, of wrestling in 2023? Come on. WWE has been around for yeah. 40 years as a, a very popular entertainment. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's just the opposite. I think just the opposite. What's hacky is folding in wrestling to any sports program. They mer- any. They, it's they, not sports. They merged with UFC today. Okay, I get huge, it. I get it. Uh, that's okay. Story. It's, all, it's on ESPN. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> all right. They put cornhole on ESPN tonight. <laughs> well, uh, they, they put competitive eating on ESPN. I don't want to see that either. Uh, uh, wrestling and competitive eating yeah. are both how about passions that? of how mine. About, how, about, how about make somebody compete in a hot dog eating contest and then wrestle right afterwards? Oh, that would no. be fun. Think yeah. of the think of the damage then, Jared. To change the why is map. the mat so slippery? Yeah, <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like hot damn water. Oh, Jim Johnston, <laughs> mud wrestling, rocking it today uh, for today's. Uh, this is called "If You Smell." In parentheses, the rock. Yeah. Uh, today's song of the day: Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Citizen Mike just tweeted us, Woo, this Wednesday just flew by. (laughs) (laughs) They have the one timeout. Are they going to take it or not? They don't have the scores on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. That's uh, Jim Nance on the call on CBS on Saturday. What a finish to that game. Oh. Getting a rebound with your defensive lineup on the floor. Brian Dutcher, the head coach of San Diego State, doesn't call a timeout. He gets rewarded with Lamont Butler hitting like a 15-foot jump shot to win it at the... You want to talk about at the buzzer? That ball was in midair when the buzzer sounded. Uh, here's Dutcher on why no timeout. Just a feel. I just figured we get the ball somewhere around seven seconds if we were lucky. I just thought at that time, let's just go downhill. I told... I had three bigs in the game. I had Kishad, I think, AG, and Nate. I just told him, you three guys run to the rim. Lamont, you go to the basket, and we'll see what happens. And... Lamont made a shot. Some, you know, I always say players uh, marches for players, not for coaches. So Lamont made a play and made an old coach look good. <laughs> he well, also had said, "I didn't have a play that I wanted to call in that scenario." Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I am, I, I feel disproportionately passionate about this issue. I have, in my experience. You, you let the players run without the timeout every single time. Yeah. There's so much more that can go wrong when you allow a defense to set up than, than benefits you gain from calling a timeout. That's just my personal belief, and I feel disproportionate about it. Um, I, I did not know this. That's the first time in Final Four history that a buzzer beater flipped a losing team to a winner. You've had buzzer beaters in the Final yeah, Four, was, but always from the standpoint of a tie game. I think there was four previously, one going way back, and then there was... The the Lorenzo Charles, which was a, a tie game when NC State beat beat uh, Houston. Then you had the Chris Jenkins game winner, and then you had Jalen Suggs 
for Gonzaga mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Final Four. But that, yeah, you're right. That's the first time it was hit by a team that was losing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Sham Sharania tweeted out, by the way, Vinny. Not to hijack this, but I just saw this. The Mavericks are seriously considering the possibility of shutting down Luca and Kyrie. <laughs> They're one game out of the play-in. Why would they be doing that? Just, is that just a white flag? Let's, let's, is it? Can I change my guess on the free throws? <laughs> <laughs> you might be 51 might off, Might be Garrett. zero. Yeah, right. Wow. I did not, I did not see that. It just posted. No, that's yeah. crazy. It's insane. Uh, Can you imagine a, a Luca-less playoff? <laughs> also, yes, yes. Andrew Wig- Andrew Wiggins is officially expected back this week for the Warriors. Another piece to yep. worry I, about. I was not at all an Andrew Wiggins believer until last year's yeah, playoffs. Here. He was fantastic for the Warriors yep. in that championship yes, run. He was. Um, so if they can get him back and close to what he's capable of doing, oh no. <laughs> Well, and yes, and, and and I think I think we, as much as we uh, maybe dread a series against Golden State, don't we want to see it? It's what we wanted last year. It's what we wanted, but at a different point. And we talked about this two years ago, going into the playoffs. Oh man, the Lakers in the first round. If you don't beat the Lakers, this whole thing was all for naught. It was a failure. It didn't happen. And then, you know, last year. The possibilities were there, and and your mindset changes when you're mm-hmm. when you're the favorite. You know, you got everybody's gunning for you anyway. So, what does it matter when you play them? I don't know why I feel so differently. I just don't want Golden State in the first round this year. I just don't. It, it is fraught with danger. There's no doubt about that. Because as a, if if you're a Suns fan, there's nothing to lean on in terms of confidence. Like they haven't played the Warriors with their current lineup. You know. Uh huh. It might work out beautifully. It might work out horribly. You don't know. But I guess that's the case with a lot of these matchups in the yeah, first round. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> well, that it's is going to be fun, man. Yeah, we got is. fun times ahead, Vinny. Fun and anxiety all mixed together. Uh, thanks to Kurt Warner for joining us today. Thanks to you for hanging out with us as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.